0: Good afternoon, everybody. So, man, been a long time in between podcasts. Um, I'm going to try to be more regular with these, um, like on Sundays. And, you know, that's usually where um, there's a little bit more rest, uh, depending on the thing that we have to do after church or whatever. Um, But there's usually at least an hour period of time that I can pop on and just start discussing some things that are on my mind and some things that I wanted to Go through with you guys on. Um, This one, I don't know how long it'll be, but I really want it to serve as an introduction to the pillars of influence that I will periodically go through on this podcast. Um, To some degree, there'll be a level of order. At the very minimum, you will have, after this one, a knowledge of the different pillars that we're going to go through when I get on the podcast. And I want to go just list them out. Um, I did this on a podcast with my buddy Chris that I've known forever. I talked about him on my debut episode, and also there's one called A Little Less Fringe where it's going to be similar to the debut one, but he and I talked prior to recording my debut one, and so there's some overlap, but then, of course, you're going to hear his take on some things and um, his perspective on some of the topics and concepts. And um I felt like... It was just time to do this thing you know, and with the time in between that you wouldn't necessarily know the time in between um, you know last night we were at some at a friend's house and and believe it or not my wife said something that you know if whether you're inside the church or outside the church if there's something that you are uniquely called to do just do it and obey and she didn't realize it, but that made me go, yeah I just need to kind of do this and obey and you know, because this thing was long coming and, and it was something that I definitely was, felt purposed by God to do. And I want to go over with you. Um, we're going to stop and park a little bit like on an introduction to pillar one. Um, but I want to go through the list of the eight pillars. Now, these could grow. Now, I could split some of these down the road into subsets as well. You know, that could happen. So, you know, bear with me as we tease this out, because the basic... Outline has been building for a couple years, and I'm certain. Excuse me, I'm certain on the order that I, that I definitely want to go through these with. And so, the very first pillar. There's eight total, at least right now. And um, one of the pillars got added in most recently, and I thought, well, how can I, how can I not put this in? And you have to look at this whole picture. And all of these are what I call pillars of influence in our world. And there's going to be some crazy connections built. And from the first one to the last one, you can have any independent study inside of each of the pillars that's just inside of that pillar, that concept. And and because I'm a data person, because I'll, I'll, I'll catch and grab something that, wait, that reminds me. Of what I read in XYZ. And it starts to unravel, and you start to find some common people, organizations, families, various connections that you're like, wait a minute. I can't believe that that connection is being drawn. And my journey as I want to come and communicate, like I did before, it's very methodical. But also, leisure in the timing of when I go and do a deep research because I don't, I try not to anymore get super obsessed with the next rabbit hole, but I sort of hold on to pieces and parts, and there's a portion of my brain that's continuing to chew on concepts, and then I'll see something that reminds me of it, and then that forms a neural connection to that concept, and then it starts to build and it grows, and it sort of gets archived until I'm able to. Um, pull it from the file system so to speak and, and bring it to you guys um, but to, to get into the pillars see we're going to talk about pillar number one is spiritual um, pillar number two is you know the news media which is going to include township papers local news major mainstream media sources um, you know internet all of those to- sort of sort of uh, uh, places that you uh, get information. And we're going to kind of talk about the most powerful currency inside of that particular pillar. Number three is education and this educational system. Um, and as I go through, you're going to see kind of the connections here. Uh, number four is the food industry. Number five is nutrition and health. Uh, number six is pharma and medical. Pharmacology and medical. Number seven is entertainment industry. And number eight is political. Now, some have asked me, why the order? Well, the reason is, I start with the thing that is most easily confronted. Fronted. The, the thing that is most easily discussed by the masses based on the way the world is right now. And something that's really pen, been eaten away at me is pillar number one. And so this is going to serve as more of an intro to pillar number one. So I've discussed all the pillars and it's pillar number one's concept is going to be the way that I structure the other seven. Pillar one is spiritual. I call pillar one, not only a, a pillar of influence, but also a pillar of agreement okay and to illustrate that i want to talk about what reality means and how how that's defined and reality can be simply defined as two people agreeing upon one thing as true it is a concept Or idea that has a greater acceptance and agreement among most people. But if you go down to the very basic one, the first one I said, it's two people agreeing upon one thing. So if more than one person agrees, then there's a greater reality to that. That concept grows, that concept gets bigger, Um, that concept spreads. And pillar one is a pillar of influence, but also a pillar of agreement because it's the spiritual. You have to have some degree and level of spiritualism in order for any of the preceding pillars of information to make any kind of sense. And you also have to have a certain worldview, it doesn't mean that if you don't have the worldview I discuss that you won't get it. It just means that it might be more difficult for you to catch what I'm saying because it's a different worldview than you have. And there'll be plenty of people on here. There are plenty of opportunities for for other worldviews to be able to get on and discuss. Um, That's not going to be something that I'm going to shy away from by any stretch of the imagination but I certainly want people to understand that this is a pillar of agreement. And what do I say about reality? Where two or more people agree upon a concept, that is reality. You can have conflicting realities because of two or more people agreeing upon one concept versus the other. So this pillar is a pillar of agreement because... If you're the person that I discussed in my debut episode, where I'm doing this so that you feel a safe place that you can feel normal, and not crazy, and have the concept where you have a place that you can grow and you can actually be among people that get it and that talk about the same things that you do, um, and, and not feel crazy. So, so for you, I want this to be that agreement of safe place, of, of in a safe place. And I'm not talking about the safe place that just we're all in our feelings and we're emotionally driven and easily offended i don't want i'm not talking about that at all so so don't hear that in my voice or in my intention because it's not there but pillar 1 is a pillar of agreement because you have to agree that there's a spiritual realm that is beyond our physical one that we see in fact i'm not going to go into too much detail but the same definition that quantum physics gives the energy That is beyond the realm of atoms, smaller than atoms, beyond that, is the same exact definition that you might give the spirit. The definitions are largely the same. And I'll tease that out a little bit later, but, but, but quantum, I'll define quantum. Quantum is, comes from the word quanta. And they gave the name of the underlying energy that connects literally all of creation. You, the controller I'm looking at, the bottle of water in front of me, there are at the, at the core, below the atoms atom level, below the atomic level, there is energy that has a connection to all things. Um, you could also use, you know, you could talk about string theory in this as well. And it's common threads of reality that just are there connecting everything. Um, you could hear certain people communicate this as, you know, the matrix and sort of the fiber of that matrix. There's there's different languages for it, but but the concept is... That name for that energy is called quanta. So quantum physics is the study of this energy, how it interacts with everything else, and how we interact with it. Okay? And it's it's something that's very interesting that I would find myself growing up looking through a particular worldview. So I would say that it is a creationist worldview. It is a spiritual worldview. And I would look at things through that veil. And now when, when, when that would be something that was very uh, paramount to me and important to me, to gain a sense of freedom, peace, rest, and all of that, I would consider myself at one point to be very dogmatic. But I never left the scientific discovery, and the true scientific discovery—not the scientism that's here. But if you, you know, want to understand that concept, there'd be a tangent I don't want to go on. Just look up scientific uh, scientism versus scientific method, and you'll kind of notice that there's a difference there. So I'm talking about the scientific method, but but I came from the concept of. I believe in a creative, creative God. I believe in a creator God. I believe in an intelligent design. I believe that that is uh, that there's an all all powerful um, creator God. That my religion and is my religion is simply um, the concepts that I might believe, but it's a relationship with the God of the universe through Christ that is important to me. So. My relationship and connection to the God-Creator is Christocentric. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe that wholeheartedly. And so I look from a creationist worldview, and that worldview helps to shape the way that I see things. And the way that I see things is because I believe in order. And I believe that our world shows the order of creation. It shows the order of a creator. There are things like sacred geometry that people will say connects everything together. And I believe that. The concept of 369 and the power of those concepts... I believe that, right? I believe that these are fabrics of our reality that our creator God created and set forth in motion. So when it comes to frequency and vibration, every single thing is vibrating at a certain frequency and that certain frequency is what gives it the form that we physically see based on the way the molecules are vibrating. And... and. When I would find myself going outside of the worldview of it being a Christocentric cr- creator God spiritual worldview, I'm willing to look at the counter arguments. I'm willing to look at the concepts that that might be outside of that, that might be on the fringe, if you will. But it and and if I find myself kind of coming away from that core. Where it isn't something inside of me that shifts and that says, hey, no, you need to be careful. It's kind of the Holy Spirit going, no, wait, hold on, you're treading water here. Or, hey, you're leaving a little bit of the confines of my spirit. Because God is a God of information. God wants people to be able to understand him. But the difference is this. He is wants it in order because we can bear the weight of it. Okay, so you have to believe and agree that there's good and evil. You have to believe and agree that there's a spiritual realm that supersedes the existence of the physical. You have to believe that concept, and it doesn't mean you have to be a Christian to be there. Okay, it just means that you have to understand and believe in a higher plane of existence that would be called spirit and spiritual that seems to govern the spirit man on the inside to some degree. And inside of that realm, you have to believe there's good and evil. There ha- that has to be an agreement because if not, a lot of the things I talk about are going to be very lost to you. Now that doesn't mean you can't come from a secular worldview. It doesn't mean that you can be you can't be an atheist. It doesn't mean you can't be an agnostic. It doesn't mean that you can't be those things. Because those are largely based on the concept of a creator, God. But the existence of good and evil and the spiritual realm beyond that, whether you're a believer or non-believer, Christian or non-Christian, you can at least agree that there's a spiritual realm and that there's good and that there's evil. Okay? Because if you're somebody that's trying to say that God doesn't exist because evil exists. Well, then I would come and say, well, then you don't understand the concept of free will. What kind of a God would you trust if they forced the belief in that in them? Wouldn't you want that God to give you the will to choose him or not? You know what I mean. So, but that the the existence of a spiritual realm where they're good or bad, or where good and evil exist does not change the fact that I personally believe in a creator God. You may not. But whether, you're, whether your belief or label you would give yourself, most of those labels when it comes to those spiritual ideas is whether or not you believe there's a God you can know or that a God exists at all or if he's there close or far off. They are all focused in on the concept of believing in, in a creator. So let me step down from that a second to explain. Being spiritual and having the knowledge of good and evil is a tale, is as is, is, is a, is a, is, is old as time. We can visually see good and believe in good, we can visibly see evil and see people operating out of evil intentions. Whether you believe in a creator God, whether you believe in a creation God or not, you can agree that spirit that, that good and evil exists. You can at least get there. If you can't, you're going to have trouble with this podcast. But I still want you here. It's not that I don't. But that's going to be a difficult thing for you if that's the way you believe. So in pillar number one, we'll discuss quantum mechanics, quantum physics, Things that work to describe the, you know, pieces and parts of the universe, and they all have, when you really look at that, some degree of continuity. There is a degree of continuity and consistency that, when you dig deep enough, you basically get to the place where you're at least like, hey, There's some kind of intelligence there. I may not know... I'm speaking hypothetically. I may not know... who that... person, thing, man, woman, whatever is. But I do know... there's consistency and continuity... that I can put my finger on... and see replicated... across this world. And across this universe. So... the reason... That this is so important. And this isn't the end of Pillar 1. Remember, this is an introduction. Pillar 1 is spiritual, but it's the spiritual realm. And it's a place of influence because... Number 1, it's an agreement. So you have to agree that it exists. You have to agree the spirit realm exists. You have to agree there's both good and evil. And again, if you can't agree there's good and evil... Because you're going to act like one doesn't exist or the other, then that's fine. But coming back into the idea and concept of reality, we have an amazing capacity to co-create. There are studies that have shown our mindsets and our decisions shape how we believe and perceive the world. Our reality And how we perceive it, we have choices to see the realities that we see versus the ones that we don't. And I'll go into some scientific and actually physiological reasons why that works as we get forward. Um, The one touch point is the the RAS, Reticular Activating System. If you never existed, so a good example of this is when I loved the Kia Optima. I used to love the Kia Optima. Um, A friend of mine at church has one now. I'm not exactly like super stoked about them now, but here's what's funny. We've all experienced some level of this. We go through our life, and there's so many things that are in the background. And when we start to focus on something, it comes to the foreground. It stops becoming background noise and background information and border information that's fuzzy in our perception. And it comes to to the foreground because we're focused on it. Now... When I started to see the Kia Optima, I was like, man, I like that car. And then all of a sudden, I saw the Kia Optima everywhere. The Kia Optima was already there. The same amount of Kia Optimas that were in existence, production, and being driven by people and consumers was already there. But they were in the background. I wasn't wasn't keyed in on them. I wasn't focused on them. I was simply not paying attention to them. So there's so much that you literally walk through your life. There's so much about reality that you simply don't pay attention to, which is why that you don't see many of excuse me, many of the things that we're going to go over in this podcast. You don't see them because they're not in the foreground. They're in the background. They're hidden. They want to be hidden. But the reticular activating system is the part of our brain that is trained by our decisions to focus on what we want to focus on. So if you don't like the reality you have, stop focusing on what you're, you're focusing on and then you won't see that anymore. If you're bent towards negative, start changing what you see and look at consciously and you will retrain your reticular activating system in order to see the good, the positive and the things that are worthwhile to look at and meditate on. Okay? Okay. So I say that because there seems to be this concept, though, that there is continuity to existence. There is consistency in design. And you can speculate on how, what, who, when, whatever, but you can't ignore the fact that that's there, especially if you've done any bit of study into quantum physics and and, and these types of concepts. There is a continuity. Like I said, sacred sacred geometry, frequency, vibration, Matter. These types of things show some sort of continuity and design to it. Okay? So we can all agree that there's some sort of continuity and consistency to the reality. And so when we are focused on something, we're training our reticular activating system to see that. So there's many things and concepts that are in the foreground, alright, are in the background that are going to move to the foreground. See, because once I saw that Kia Optima, Now they exist in the background, and they've all been brought to the foreground. Now they were already there. Okay, so and actually makes me think about the word revelation. It's to reveal. It's to lift off. There's plenty of things that aren't revealed because you're not looking for them. There's plenty of things that aren't there because you're not looking for them. And so, in my pursuit of some of this knowledge, it was interesting because I would not necessarily, I wouldn't all the time be looking for them but once i started to focus in on it then i saw more of it and then it was more exposure more exposure then i saw more and more things and i went to more and more things and it was incredible the way that it the way that it led me so we can all agree that there's a spiritual realm and again i'm going to go through some you know scientific concepts that actually back up where I would believe my worldview to be. And so now, why is it an agreement, or sorry, why is it is a pillar of influence? Man, this is huge. You've got to get this. If you get nothing else, get this. As I go through spiritual, news media, education, food industry, nutrition and health, pharmacology and medical, entertainment and political... Good and evil is a pillar of influence because good and evil is what motivates people in every industry, job, place to do what they do. It is a motivating factor to the actions that they take. And as we get into the pillars you're going to see this. So I'm going to take a pillar and we're going to talk about the pros and the cons. The good, bad, the the ugly. Each thing we're going to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly. And then we're going to start to notice there's, 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 there's influence spiritually. There's spiritual influence, motivated by good, motivated by bad, in each of these pillars. And the challenge is not sticking only on the bad. Believe me, we're in for a ride of darkness. We're in for a ride of exposing some things. Because here's the deal. You cannot reveal the dream until you expose the nightmare. We've got to go through that fringe to get to freedom, as I've talked about before. Faith, fringe, freedom. We go through the fringe with faith to the freedom. And that freedom I want is freedom of health, freedom of wealth, and freedom of self. So we're, we're going to expose some concepts of darkness in these industries and the motivating factor behind them. And there's going to be some common currencies inside of each of these things that is being disseminated through them and controlled and manipulated. So You've got to strap yourself in for some of this stuff. But again, why is Pillar 1 the linchpin? Pillar 1 is the linchpin and holds it all together because of people operating out of the influence of good or out of the influence of evil. And those people that operate in one or the other tend to capitulate, get together, and stay together. In various groups, clubs, organizations, and things. They then start to, you know, build on that. And so I'm, I'm being careful at that point just because I don't want to start on something that is for later. This is why Pillar One is important, friends. Pillar One is important because it's both an agreement and it's a pillar of influence. So it's a pillar of agreement because you have to agree there's good and evil, you have to agree there's a spiritual realm. And you have to agree there's some kind of continuity and consistency to the cosmos that you may or may not be able to conceptualize and point to towards a creator god and that's okay. I can. But the, 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 the ways that it functions and the rules that it functions in is something that we can all utilize the observer, observer effect in and see happening. Okay? So that's why we can all agree there. We may not agree on the who, what, when, where, but we can agree that there's continuity and consistency to the cosmos, and that as a pillar of influence, people do things motivated by good, people do things motivated by evil. So inside of that motivation is something that's this people to put buy-in, people purchase things, either with money or with other things, they they purchase these things with either the avoidance of further pain or gaining of freedom. So that's also a motivating factor. Um, but that's for another topic. So the spiritual pillar is the most important one because of it being used to, to understand the, the, the motivating factor behind persons, people, groups, organizations inside of each of these pillars. Okay, So just think with that as we build this case, as we really look at this. Um, you and I got to agree on this being the pillar of agreement. Yeah. Once that's done we then have to actually pay attention to this as a pillar of influence. Because as we go through, you're going to see, oh my gosh, there's an underlying power, there's an underlying force, there's underlying whatever, groups, organizations, people, families, etc. that are motivated by one or the other because then you start to notice we are in a spiritual war, friends. The very fate of the, the fate of our world is being fought in the spirit. There is a massive awakening happening, and when you think about apocalypse, it's a revealing, it's an exposing. There is a massive exposing, so I'm going to say we're kind of in the apocalypse, but not in the doom and gloom concept. The revealing and exposure. And I'm here to be your journey, be your guide through this journey, and also share with you with vulnerability the journey that I've taken. Now, I'm going to end this with, I am a Christocentric centric believer in a creator God. And that holds me together when I, when I go into these various discussions, discoveries, concepts, theories, in research, rabbit holes, whatever. It is my anchor. Christ is my anchor and always will be. And the Spirit of Truth and the Holy Spirit is who leads me into all truth. And the truth that that Holy Spirit has led me to has actually gone beyond the things that you hear in Sunday school. And that's the part that I did not like, that was incredibly uncomfortable and downright scary at times. Because as I said in my debut, I built my psyche seven different times. Rebuilt it. Around concepts that I never had any reason to doubt, but found myself doubting, found reasons for that doubt, truth for that doubt, and then could never look back and trust or believe in that at all again. So, I'm a Christocentric believer in a creator God. And through that Christocentric relationship, I can have a relationship with that creator God. And as I get into medical, you'll see why I'm a big fat anatomy dork, but catch this. Imagine having the God of the universe, creator God, telling you concepts about how he created the world you see and the body that you are a vessel inside of, teaching you things that he created, how he created it, why he created it, because you're there listening and digging in. Because I'm going to tell you what, you got the influences, good and evil, well guess what? The reason they call the enemy the light bringer is he wants to bring you and expose knowledge to you outside of the order that God gave, outside of the order that God wants. Because here's the deal. The the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil was put there for Adam and Eve to actually get into it and eat it and understand. If he didn't want them to use it, he wouldn't have put it there. But because the enemy came in, and got them to do it outside of order and outside of the confines of the garden. Which, by the way, was supposed to spread and have us have an earth and a world that was completely walking with God in the dew in the morning without any of these things influencing us. Because the, the knowledge of good and evil was put there for him, for us, by him. I believe wholeheartedly that he would have said, All right, I want you to go and eat from that. You've spread my goodness, you've subdued this earth, you've spread the garden life throughout much of this desolate world. I want you to now have the knowledge of the real battle you're fighting. I fully believe that that was the intentionality. But friends, we missed it. But the light bringer, as he's called, wants to give knowledge outside of the covenant of God outside of the knowledge of Christ, outside of the Christocentric relational worldview, because he loves to be seen, loves to be parade himself, loves the attention because of what he wants as of the worship. But now back to what I said at the end of Christ's podcast a year ago, and when I said this, I said this in my debut. Christ himself was ascending and said, there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear the weight of it. There's an understanding in God's heart and intentionality that knowledge he wants you to have has to be able to sit on you without crushing you. It has to be a mantle you can carry. It has to be a concept you can hold, carry, and give to other people and still be able to trust him and still be able to be intimate with him and still be able to move forward in the call and the purpose that he has for you. And there is an order to things. There's an order to that knowledge, and you have to realize that that is the intentionality of God. And these concepts that I'm going to go over are because I have gone through the muck and the mire, and I have gone through a lot of hard times and a lot of difficult conversations and a lot of difficult pursuits. When the hand of God literally threw me down that rabbit hole and put me there with love and intentionality, but also said, that's enough, take a break, and I would quit for months. The intentionality is God wanting you to have this knowledge. God wants it for you in order. He wants it for you when you can handle it. He wants it for you when it will not crush you. As Jesus dis- dis- described, more knowledge he wanted to give the disciples, but they couldn't bear the weight of it. So that, my friends, is why this pillar is so important. That is why this is both a pillar of influence as the motivating factor between every other pillar, but it also is a pillar of agreement. So if you are in agreement that there is a spiritual realm, and that there is good, and that there is evil, then you're in the right spot. Take that up one notch. If you believe that that's based on a creator God, great. If you're a Christ follower that is inside the church, already believe in that, fantastic and wonderful. But with that, I want you to understand, this is here to help you get to the place of freedom of health, wealth, and self. Now we've got to go through the fringe. There's going to be conversations and concepts I'm okay talking about, but remember, Christocentric creator-God relationship is where I stand. I'm willing to have certain discussions that would be considered fringe because Jesus did too. The people in the company that Jesus kept are people outside of the church that the church of Jesus Christ is literally not talking to, ostracizing, belittling, making fun of, ignoring, calling them heathens, what have you. The church of Christ is missing the mark when it comes to being the answer and having an answer for the people that are in agreement with what I just said in this this pillar, but have nobody teaching them and telling them a Christocentric view with the same truth, research, knowledge, data points, etc. We're not giving them anything that's helping them to muddle through this stuff. And I know that I am here on this earth in order to do just that, because it's been happening to me everywhere I go, every job I've had, especially in the massage world. The medical world. That's one of the biggest places I find it. We're in the middle of a big, we're, we're in the middle of a spiritual war, friends. And the information can't be talked about lightly. So, my invitation for you let's go down the rabbit hole together. Let's get our fluffy white tails dirty together. I've gotten it pretty dirty and I've come and cleaned myself up and trying to lead you through there, having gone through various paths and winding roads. And by no means am I perfect, and with no means am I communicating a perfectionism. I'm not. Always learning, always growing. But this is for us to hold each other's hand and to move forward and to understand there's a spiritual realm and there's a spiritual battle and there's good and there's evil. And these are the motivating factors behind the people, and people government, places, inside of all these other pillars. So, the first pillar is so important. Because it literally is going to help you understand the concepts in every single one, every single preceding one. So, I'm here with you. We're going to do this together. It's not for the faint of heart. It'll get crazy. There's going to be some wacky stuff you'll hear from me. And that's okay. Ask questions. Dialogue with me. You know, don't put hate. Now look, some people are going to be upset and they're going to say stupid stuff. I get it. I'm not going to entertain it. okay? You want to have a discussion. You disagree. Let's talk about it with love and consideration. Because I love you. I care about you. And I I literally value your opinion. I value your viewpoint. And I value your well-researched opinion. But if you've got no skin in the game, frankly, I've got no interest in talking. And I don't mean that to be be unloving. It's just, it's not, I'm, I'm over that. That's that ego death. I don't, I'm not interested in that. I don't need to put myself in a position of trying to verbally joust you, because what I say on the last one—if you're trying to—if we're trying to discuss to find out who's right, we're in an argument. But if we're trying to discuss what's right, we're in a discussion, and that, my friends, is what I will entertain. And that's why this pillar is so important as an influence and an agreement. Agree with me to move forward to the other pillars that there's a spiritual realm, there's good and there's evil, and the motivating factor behind the rest of them is because of a motivation of one or the other. And you'll start to see this unravel in a tapestry of crazy. But believe me when I tell you, I've been there, I get it, and uh, we're in this journey together. So, so let's keep going, and uh, let's let's keep moving on, So this is an intro to Pillar 1. I'm not 100% sure if I'll move into Pillar 2 as I'm recording this. I don't think I'm ready for that. I really believe we need to do more unpacking of Pillar 1. But let's call this Introduction to Pillar 1. Or or, uh, Pillar 1 101, if you will. And the next one will certainly be a Part 2 to Pillar 1. Because there's some things I want to tease out. Still, and I'll be thinking, praying, discussing, dialoguing, journaling, figuring that out as we kind of move forward. Um, but look out for another one on Pillar 1. And, uh, you know, without further ado, I'll kind of get off here and uh, on to the next one, friends. We'll do this together. We'll do this the right way. And let's stay in agreement. Be safe, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, I care about you. Remember, I, ca- I really, really, really want your freedom more than I want my being right. So just understand there's a decorum. There's Just understand that there's a certain rule of engagement that I'm going to entertain and certain rules of engagement I'm not. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to not agree. But let's do it respectfully by trying to find out what's right, not who's right. Until the next time.